Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you've ever taken your finger and put it on the tip of your PP and pushed your PP up inside your body, then peed out through all of it past your finger, you've come to the right podcast. Hello, everyone. You're probably wondering why you're here. Well, it's because... <laughs> Good question. I'm wondering the same fucking thing. <laughs> we're the Brohio Podcast. We talk about aliens, demons, conspiracy theories, urban legends, murders, mystery, chaos. How to get the poop ring off of your asshole. That's- How to get the poop ring off you. Yeah, man. That's about 90% of the podcast right there. This is an irreverent podcast about all things dark. The darkness that goes bump in the night. I'm the delicious Nickalicious. I'm Rob Dog. Hey, guys. Hope you guys had a good week since we've spoken last time. I hope you guys had the best week ever. Yeah, and if not, fucking sucks to be you. Sorry. If not, fuck you, man. <laughs> Your life sucks. It does. My life sucked, too. We're so here let's for just, it. <laughs> let's just make them suck together. Yeah. How about uh, that live show that's going to oh, suck, Rob Dog? God damn, I can't wait to suck in front of all you guys. This is the seventh anniversary show. <clears throat> oh, shit. For uh, the Hillbilly Horror Stories. September, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, August 19th, 6 to 10 p.m. Old Settlers VFW Post 4659. I'm sorry, that's the zip code, I think. I don't know what the... F- <laughs> oh, no, that's the, that's the VFW Post number. 4659, located at... 8311 Wilson Drive in Shelby Township, Michigan, 48316. Yeah. Buy your tickets now and you'll get to watch us eat onion rings off of Jerry Polly's dick. L- 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 live with Mysterious Circumstances and Hillbilly Horror with an H stories. Oh, yeah. There are Hillbilly Horror stories when Tracy's not there. That's <laughs> just Jerry, it's whores. It's going to be a good time. I've never been to Detroit. I'm kind of scared. Kind of happy. I'll tell you what, man. I'm kind of hoping I get taken out. The place the- we're going is really nice. Yeah. So, you know, like, if I get taken out, hopefully they'll like mention our podcast on the air, and then you can get more views, more downloads, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. do some crazy shit and get shot. And yeah, then- dude. That is my hope. <clears throat> if one of us do die, it's in a yeah. very dramatic manner, so mm-hmm. the other one can capitalize off the death of the other. Yeah. You. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. So you could, you uh, you know, I die mm-hmm. under strange circumstances, mm-hmm. then you can create a podcast about you trying to track down my murderer and crack the code yeah. of what actually happened to me. That'd be pretty cool. And people would dig that, right? Yeah. 
It's almost so. worth me faking my own death and just <laughs> us making the podcast. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll, let's keep that and put that in the old uh, put that on the back burner there. We'll uh, keep that idea. Yeah, hold on. We got we need a pen. We used to have pens and papers <laughs> laid here, so when we'd have random ideas. <laughs> yeah, but now we just don't care anymore. <laughs> it's to that point. There's no pen and paper anymore. <laughs> oh uh, man, I got guitar picks, a uh, chapstick, yeah. a beard comb. I got a steak knife that's been down here for ages. I don't yeah. know why. All kinds of wild stuff. Maybe if you put the steak knife inside of that candle wax, we'll remember. Where's the candle wax? <laughs> right here. Harry. <laughs> oh, okay. Never yeah, mind. good enough. We ain't gonna remember. We'll think about it. <laughs> what are that strings doing there? <laughs> no idea, man. Shit's wild around here. <laughs> Tampon string. <laughs> Let's say thank you to our new Patreon subscribers, including first Heather Robbins. She's got a gun. She's got a mask. She's got a knife. She's got a getaway car. <laughs> Heather Robbins. <laughs> Took me way too long to realize what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she does, dude. She's Robin. Oh, hell Heather yeah. be Robin. Love it. Uh, next, we got Eileen Mayer. Thank you very much, Eileen. Cool, I bet she's heard that so I many times. I thought the times. same exact thing. Yeah. What's the one joke? I'm trying to think of it. I'll have to come back to it. I don't remember it. <laughs> All right. How about Liliana Miranda? Liliana. Liliana Miranda. Or is it Liliana? I don't know. Liliana. We'll call her Lil Miranda. <laughs> Lil Miranda. She's even little in the picture. I can't see how big she is. So I know. She might be Lil. But uh, Liliana. Liliana Miranda. Looks like she's drowning a baby in the picture, though. Thanks, sweetheart. Let that, let that baby live. We'll take the baby. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson, thank you very much, you big bearded fuck. He sounds like he would have a big beard and he yeah. would live in the woods, live mm -hmm. off the land. Yeah. Eating corn for dinner every night. <laughs> you won't see that in a small town. Try that in a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who, uh, <laughs> I was at a little, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Josh. Hennis, no, hold no, on a second. No, 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 you skipped a good one. Keisha, Big Boobs Beasley. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah, they call man. Her Keisha Triple B. That's bigger <laughs> than a double D. That's bigger than a K. That's bigger than an F. That's a triple B. Keisha Big Boobs Beasley. Love it. She knows how to get our attention, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, I saw boobs and I'm all fucking about it. And Keisha. When I leave, brush my teeth with a <laughs> bottle of Jack, because when I get that gun, I ain't coming back. Uh, pedicure on my toes, toes, boogers in my nose, nose. Fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, shit. And last but not least, we got the cognac king himself josh hennessy thank you very much i hate your fucking liquor it sucks i've never had i'm it. the wrong demographic i think <laughs> i've never had it <laughs> it's fucking awful hennessy's bad yeah it i don't like it at all than that fucking rancid acid they had <laughs> that one dude had his drink in uh no. louisville what was that that was bad what was that malort yeah malort. oh my god i'll try it again that tastes like rancid cat piss i will try it again just because it's so it's that bad that you gotta yeah. try it again yeah everybody that comes to the live show we'll do a bottle of malort with everyone we're just going to drink it. Drink it whole. It's fucking rancid. Drink it down in our hole. And if you want to hear oh, a yeah. funny story about my hole, we're posting a new <laughs> oh, God. bro talk. Here's a good one. Gross. Listen to it. Hear about the unfortunate demise of my body and everything I've been going through. But first off, we're going to talk about every week. If you've never joined us before, we do a little 
we cover a funny newspaper article from the internet so we can find you know I don't, that cadillac in that picture is fucking baller dude, that's, dude. Dope, that's a beautiful it's car a black on black murdered out cadillac escalade holy shit that's gorgeous you know how much that thing costs <sighs> probably about 150k yeah that's look at that yeah i'll take that's that dope too. as fuck too I'd, man dude God. I, could, I could fuck the shit out of you in that thing <laughs> dude so much room <laughs> So much room for fucking. Yeah. All right. Uber driver stabbed couple over vomiting in her car. Lawsuit says. Understandable. A married couple is suing Uber Technologies, alleging a driver for the ride hailing company stabbed them after one of the plaintiffs vomited in her car in 2022. Well, I would have fucking stabbed him too. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. The Los Angeles Superior Court lawsuit filed by Lilith Hogebian and Shkakhtar Aspian, they don't sound like they're from around here, <laughs> alleges assault and battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress, negligence, and negligent hiring, retention, supervision, and training. The plaintiffs, parents of three children, seek unspecified compensatory and punitive damages. An Uber representative did not reply for a request for comment on the suit brought Friday. According to the complaint, the couple were being driven home last September 25th after a night out with friends when Hakuyan Haruken became nauseous during the trip and vomited in the vehicle's back seat. Well, that's probably because Habuken was probably f- tore the fuck out of the frame. <laughs> fucking just Haduken. Towed up from the float up, if you know what I mean. The plaintiffs apologized and offered to pay the Uber driver to clean the vehicle, but the driver instead became extremely aggressive and refused to take the pair home. Plaintiffs protest, quote, Plaintiffs protested and begged the driver to take them to their destination, ensured that the driver would be adequately compensated for her troubles. End quote. Rather than de-escalate the situation, the driver took out a knife and stabbed her passengers oh. multiple times. Nice. And both needed medical care, the, suite, the suit says. That's cool. I love it. Hadouken and Aspion <laughs> continue to suffer from permanent skin scarring as well as emotional distress and loss of self-esteem. Get the fuck out of here. Love it. All of a sudden, everyone in this country can't be stabbed anymore. It's going downhill, man. People are just scared <clears throat> to have a good time anymore. Yep. Here, I I took my wife to the stabbing wagon last night. <laughs> she hung out for all three minutes of it. You know about the stabbing wagon? I do. Been there before, yeah, once dude. or twice. I take a trip there all the time. <laughs> Shit, man. Good old stabbing. There, we kind of went through a little slow stage there for probably a couple weeks and the other night we made love <laughs> and she said wow i always love people say make love she said your penis is hard <laughs> and i said that i said that fucking dick is harder than japanese arithmetic <laughs> no i said it, and then she knows when i'm really ready to go because even when we're done it just stays lit up like a fucking like a pissed off cobra it just yeah because usually when we get done having uh, we call it mommy daddy time. Mm-hmm. My dick shrivels up and goes up inside my body, and I just look like a like a sexless. Like I don't have a assigned gender. Yeah, just uh, that happens to me. I'm like a sweet potato. There's uh-huh. nothing there. It's a flat spot. I'm just a big round. <laughs> You're just a Kindle. Yeah. And the other night, I was still ready to go after we we're done. She said, "What is it? What is it about you?" And I said, "I'm on steroids." <laughs> what is it about you, <laughs> dude? Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm ready for a nap afterwards, man. Yeah. I'm putting in some fucking work. I've been doing a lot of research on TRT. Like, the, I don't, yeah. th- I know I do not have low testosterone because mm-hmm. I can, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, 
I just get boners all the time, so yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. But I do want to get juiced up like Robert Kennedy and just be <laughs> chopped the fuck up. It is bad if you have too much, though, so it's it kind of does the complete opposite. What do you mean? Like if you got too much, if you're pumping yourself with too much testosterone, it's really bad for your, for your body. That's when you get the man tits and everything. I didn't know you were the, you were the steroids police all of a sudden that you didn't no, know no. them. No, no. I've just looked into testosterone before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on that shit. But the, I've been on it before. They, but were, were you working out at all or were you just kind of taking it? Fuck no. It made me feel a lot better though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was... Um, my, I don't... My shit's not low. It's on the... It was like whenever I started taking it, it was on like the... I was in the range mm-hmm. like where you're supposed to be, but it was like... It was at like a, a C. Like a were letter you, grade C. Well, after you started taking it, were you just ready to fuck all the time? Um. Yeah, it, it was just like... You know that like midday like tiredness feeling that you get where you're just like fuck i don't want to do anything like it i felt like I'd, i was able to get through that sure pretty easily so it was like a it kind of like it reinvigorates you a little bit it's like the thing is like and it's weird because you take it like I, I think the one i did was like maybe once a month once every four weeks four in- six weeks you inject it into the head of your dick now my butt cheek <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah and um you can tell like whenever you're like Whenever you're needing it again, you're like, oh, God, I get, gotta get a fix. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get my shot. <laughs> you gotta get my fucking butt penetrated. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I thought about it just for this, just because I like trying cool stuff. Yeah. And I feel like just to be juiced up would be cool. Mm-hmm. Probably not best for my cardiovascular system. Yeah. But I don't know how you get it, and I want to do it legally. You can get it off Amazon. I don't know if I trust that, Robert. <laughs> That's where I got mine from. <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. I want a doctor to say, here you go. This is what you need. My go. doctor wouldn't give it to me because uh, I was in the range that oh, was still right. acceptable. Yeah. Well, fuck him, dude. So I had to find various means. Which, Let's yeah. find out where he's at. Let's take him out. <laughs> yeah. Doctors are stupid anyways. Yeah. I've never found a doctor that would suck my dick either. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. You know what I mean, jelly bean. Yep. All right, let's take a break for about uh, 15 of our, God, fucking awesome sponsors. Oh, yeah. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
All right, we're back. We're going to the land, the land down under. Some of you may know it as Australia. Let's see if I can find it. Hell yeah. What's that thing called? Australia? Oh, the didgeridoo? Yeah. That's what I sound like when I eat pussy. <laughs> Play that fucker like a... You know, you know when you hold the paper really tight and you blow on the end? <laughs> so I do with the clit. Stretch that bitch out. Play my wife's butthole like a harmonica. <laughs> She's hot too, man. Yeah, she is. Out there in the sand, just lost by herself. Looking like Star Wars and shit. We're going to let this, as, for those of you that never... Look have, what them cheeks are doing, man. God yeah, damn. She knows what she's doing with a dungaroo. Uh, a dungleberry or whatever this thing's called. <laughs> Dingleberry. Yeah. For those of you that never listened to us before, anytime we go to another country... <laughs> anytime we go to another country... Um, <laughs> I love it. That was, so, that was great. Oh, dude's got tits. I love him. I'm in on this one. He's hotter. He's like the he's like the uh, Australian Jack Black. He looks like he's been doing drywall all day. Anyways, anytime we do these episodes where it takes us to another country, we play music from the native land. We play it the entire episode. So if this is ten hour loop of just redo, if this is something you don't like, you can get the uh, the didgeridoo free version on our Patreon. Forty dollars. <laughs> $40 a day for a subscription. That guy is going harder than a motherfucker, dude. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. He's fucking playing to a metronome. I love it. All right. Hell yeah, man. We tricked you guys. We're not going to play that the entire episode. Damn it. How about John Wayne? You know, America, we got a dude named John Wayne. Gacy. That Gacy dog. Not that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Duke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the baddest the motherfuckers to ever walk the land. I don't yeah. know shit about his movies. Yeah. Never seen one, <laughs> but I know he was a cool dude, right? Yeah, he was, man. He was the Duke. He was John Wayne. John. It was just John Wayne, right? Yep. John Wayne. There's John Wayne. Then in America, we have a serial killer, like you said, <laughs> named John Wayne Gacy. Yep. He used to wear a clown suit and fuck kids and Pogo. kill them and all kinds of wild stuff. Yeah. You know, we've missed out on a lot of the heavy hitter episodes, but mm. it's just because everybody else has done them. Yep, it's ran into the fucking ground, man. John Wayne Gacy. Everyone knows everything about him except for you and I. Yep. I don't know. I don't know shit about him. No. I know he's a big old sloppy fat bastard. <laughs> yeah. Probably a hairy ass dick. Yeah. There's only like a handful of serial killers that really interest me. And he's, he's not, not anymore. One. None of them interest. <laughs> this guy was pretty fun. Yeah. And also, while I'm thinking about it, uh, I, the mention of the little dick made me think about it. <laughs> Happy 46th wedding anniversary to my mom and dad. Aww. Today, August 6th, is my mom and dad's 46-year wedding anniversary. Good for them. I left them a comment on Facebook. I said, congratulations, guys. You couldn't have done it without me, which is true. <laughs> Very true. Because I got one brother that's older than me. They don't like him. He's really been a pain in the ass over the years. Mm-hmm. And then I got a younger brother. He's, uh, you know... They like him, but he's just not me. Yeah, he's lumpy. He doesn't make them laugh. He doesn't bring. <clears throat> he brings. Yeah. He, his children bring them joy. Yeah, but he is very much a boring person. Yeah. I love him, and I think he's the coolest. But he is. If you don't know him, 
he's boring. But if you do know him, he's one of the most tremendously interesting humans you've ever met in your life. He's <laughs> yeah. extraordinarily brilliant and smart and knows. He's like my dad. My dad knows the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. My little brother is very much my father. Where I call my little brother and say, hey, man, I'm trying to fucking put in a toilet. I got questions about the plumbing. And he knows the answer. Yeah. Call my dad and knows the answer. Someone say, you call me and say, hey, dude, I'm working on a toilet. I say, I know there's like a donut you got to put in there. <laughs> I know how to shit in one. That's about it. <laughs> I can fill it up full of poop if you want me to. <laughs> I know which button to push to make my turds go down easier. I could fill it to the brim with poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to do this thing where anytime anybody asks me a question I like that I don't know, I will answer it as if I do know. <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. It's called fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, my wife will ask me a question, like, I wonder how this, like, oh, I'm like, oh, you just do this and this. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. fucking won that uh, one. <laughs> I think I'm the one that did this. To my, so, my little brother, like I said, super, super smart. Mm-hmm. But when we were kids, I'd lie to him about everything. Yeah. Whenever, uh, like, when he would go to open up a new toys, I'd say, hey, man, if you don't do that right, it'll never come out. And he'd be like, well, here, you better do it if you know how. I'm like, all right, thanks. I got you, little buddy. And then I'd open up his toys for him just because I wanted to open up toys. Yeah, yeah. And then finally he started figuring. He got on to me. Mm-hmm. And I think he was survival of the fittest. He knew he had to get smarter in order to be my brother. Yeah. And I made him better. Just, you know, I elevate people around me to be the best versions of themselves. That's good, man. I, did, I used to do this really weird thing whenever I was a kid. Um <clears throat> I don't know if I'm probably like the only fucking person that ever did this. Probably not. It's like I had to have all these like toys, like, you know, like the action figures that would like do crazy shit. Like the Power Rangers were like, you'd push the belt buckle and like their fucking heads would flip oh, around yeah. into like oh, the yeah. normal. I was like, I would have all these toys and like, I always wanted to know how they worked. Mm-hmm. So I would fucking get a screwdriver and take them apart. Yeah, <laughs> Never be able to put them back together my, again. My little brother but, did that shit all the time. Yeah, I used to do that shit all, like every toy I had, I swear to God, I took apart yeah. and put back together like three or four times. I'd tell him, I'd, say, I'd get in his face and be like, don't touch my fucking shit. <laughs> don't touch my fucking G.I. Joes. Don't touch my Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Don't touch any of my, my Ghostbuster shit. Don't touch any of my, don't t- touch my Jurassic Park compound. Don't touch any of my shit. Because he would take the shit apart. Yeah. And he'd fuck it up. And I'd tell him, I'd say, get the fuck away from there, man. Right. Get out. I, I got really fucking good at it after a while. I should have brought my shit to you when I needed it repaired. <laughs> he was like Dr. Kevorkian. I was fucking where I put it back together, then it'd go right up my ass. <laughs> that's, that's where I it mean, stayed all these years. Yeah. <laughs> What if there was a way, hear me out for a second before we start. And I'm sorry if you guys have listened this long and you're not getting much content. (laughs) Welcome to the show. What if there's a really non-invasive way that you could put a, they had a a certain cookie cutter, like cookie cutters you could put in your ass Mm -hmm. so that when you shit, your fucking poopy would come out in shapes, various shapes, stars. Yeah, that'd be fun. uh, Crescent moon. Yeah. A NASCAR. Like Lucky Charms. A uh, bicycle. Heart stars, horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons. And you, you can just keep it in there. Because, you know, some of them nasty-ass sluts keep them butt plugs in there all the time with the yeah. animal I kind of like tails that. on it. Yeah, me that's too. That's kind of hot. I do, too. <laughs> that's, that's not kind of hot. That's, that's pretty fucking hot. I don't care if it's man or woman. Just people are just, like, cool with anything. I'm like, that's yeah. hot. That's fucking hot, dude. <laughs> yeah, the confidence just to rock a fucking butt plug in public with no underwear. <laughs> with a raccoon tail on it. <laughs> dude, that's fucking... A Daniel Boone butt yeah, plug. damn, dude. But every time I play Mario Three, I still get so fucking hard whenever I see that fucking raccoon chip, tail. Chip, chip. <laughs> fucking Mario, wrong joystick, man. bitch. <laughs> John Wayne Glover. He yeah. was born November twenty sixth, nineteen 
32. Old ass bitch. Wolverhampton, United Kingdom, but he immigrated to Australia. Australia. You think this is the kind of shit that Australian people listen to when they're making love? I think so. I think it's very it's like a it's like a primal thing. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> what is extraordinary about John Wayne Glover as a serial killer was he was one of the few serial killers that always left a calling card. Whereas most serial killers like to keep the police, the authorities, the investigators, like to keep them on their toes. You know, if you do the same thing every time, then that's kind of your M.O. That's a calling card. And uh, serial killers don't necessarily like to do that unless they are extreme fucking psychopaths. Um, calling cards, serial killers. Um, yeah. Calling card serial killers are individuals who repeatedly commit similar murders until their actions are eventually detected and halted. Although some manage to evade capture immediately, these serial serial killers garner a significant amount of public attention due to the pattern they establish, Mm -hmm. with each killing becoming a public spectacle, distinguishing them from cases where victims are abducted and their disappearances remain hidden, leaving investigators to suspect a lone culprit. I've never wanted to be a serial killer, but I feel like if I if I was, I would definitely want to leave a, a calling card. I think I'd want to fuck with the investigators' heads yeah. as much as possible. I would just leave a business card. Yeah. That's the easiest way for them to find you if they need you. <laughs> Email, Some phone other, number. Yeah, you know, fax yeah. number and shit. I think it's like why like my favorite serial, serial killer ever is the Zodiac. I'm st- I still fucking love the Zodiac killer. Like it's it, yeah. It's just so fucking cool. Like I'm sorry, but I fucking root for that dude. <laughs> you know, I was kind of all over the place, but after the Dahmer movie came out on netflix i really think he's fun because i want to imagine that Dahmer was just like that guy that played him on netflix yeah, yeah. so he was just really and super in, fucking smart yeah super smart Dahmer's pretty cool for me and yeah. he's got the ohio roots too yeah well, zodiac's another really good one that i don't know much about i do not oh, know it, much about i'm thinking of bundy the smart one he's a smart one bundy was well uh Dahmer was incredibly Dahmer was, intelligent. Dahmer was intelligent. Usually too. they are kind of just social, social, like antisocial, really smart people. Yeah. Uh, consequently, these criminals have become some of the most infamous serial killers in history. Examples of such figures that use the calling cards, the Boston Strangler, Jack the Ripper, who's a bad motherfucker, the, the Yorkshire uh, Ripper, William, the Mutilator McDonald from Australia, which we'll have to check him out. That sounds pretty intense. Fuck yeah, I've gotten a couple things from McDonald's that mutilated <laughs> me, so I, I could totally understand that. <laughs> and New York's son of Sam. Notably, the son of Sam even took his audacity further by teasing law enforcement with letters that indicated the timing of his upcoming yeah. murders. That's that's pretty fucking ballsy, man. It is, man. That's just something that doesn't... <clears throat> let it all hang out. Yeah. Let it all hang out. He's like, I dare you fucking competent idiots to catch me. Can't do it. <laughs> Come find me. Dude, that's that's big balls, man. That's big it dick is. energy to its fullest. I served beer at a... Uh, last night, it was a it was a work outing where we volunteered to serve beer at the Blues Festival. Oh, that's cool. In uh, Lebanon. Yeah. So I went there last night, and I was, I was pretty much bar back, and yeah. I was taking uh, cold-ass beer from the the trailer to the the coolers where they're serving people mm-hmm. but i was doing it with a buddy from um a buddy from work and people are walking their dogs around and there's two of those bullies like it's a a bulldog and an english bulldog mixed yeah, yeah and both of these dogs had huge fucking balls on them dude <laughs> I, wonder if, the I wonder if they were lefties dogs biggest <laughs> i don't know man these were gorgeous dogs yeah huge ass nuts 
and that guy I was working with, he the was German. Studs, yeah. He said, "Look at the size of them <laughs> fucking balls." Of those and then, uh, so these work people, they don't know a lot about me, you know. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I kind of got one side of a personality, yeah, yeah, and another. Same. And then they, the guy saw us looking at his dog, so he walked his dog, the dog over, and as soon as he walked up, I said, "We were just." Looking at the size of the nuts on your dog. <laughs> that guy. That guy that was with me that doesn't really know me. He was like, oh, my God. He wasn't ready for that, dude. What did the owner say? Did he laugh? He was dying laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah, they get in the way a little bit. I said, fuck yeah, they do. Look at the size of them fucking things. Motherfucker can't even close his legs. Yeah. I'm jealous. They're puffed out by the back. Just God. Fucking full of cum. I said, is it okay if I pet your dog's balls? <laughs> Can I pet your dog? He's going to start rubbing his balls. Yes. <laughs> oh man, you know, I've talked about I've told this story, but the uh the time my my the family cocker spaniel would just dick he had worms or fucking bugs. I don't know, but he was just yeah. eating his ass out so mm-hmm. hard. And I looked at him. I said, "I wish I could do that." My dad looked at me and said, "You should probably ask him first. <laughs> That's so good. It's such a dad joke. I fucking love it. Now, I will say one thing. That really, like in that situation, one thing that really upsets me as like a dog person through and through is if you have your dog out in public and I ask if I can pet it and you say no. Like, well, then fuck you, man. That really hurts. It, it hurts. It, it hurts does me. Hurt, yeah. <laughs> It's but, like I just want to pet the fucking dog. Like, oh, they're they're a little emotionally unstable, a little shy. Yeah. They don't like people. I'm like, they're like, we're just trying to get them out in public to get them adjusted. I'm like, let me fucking pet the yeah, goddamn dog. I, I have a dog like that. Yeah, Pepper is like, and I've yeah. taken her out before. Yeah, and people will say, "Can I pet her?" I say, "Yeah, pet your own risk, <laughs> pet bitch. Your own risk. <laughs> she, she's a loaded gun." <laughs> it's like I get it, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I just want to fucking pet the dog, man. But the problem, the, so. Petting my dog is okay. Yeah. The problem is when people just go stick their face in my dog's face. And yeah. I'm just like, you're yeah, taking yeah. your life and your right. hands right here. Right. I get she, that. She got a lot better. Yeah. Okay. John I was, Wayne Glover. I just want to pet all the dogs. That's, that's just it. Yeah. Send us your dogs. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We'd love to have your dog. Just send yeah. them to us. Via email. <laughs> yeah. Email us your dogs. John Wayne Glover was the type of person you least expect to be a serial killer. Those are always the best ones, too. He was just a big, friendly teddy bear, the type of person you'd leave your kids with if you're ever going, you know, you, you know, I got to run to the grocery store. Oh, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Johnny's home next door. Leave the kids with him. He was the kind of neighbor you'd ask to watch your house. Just good fucking people. I got a bunch of those. I got good neighbors around yeah. here. He was married with two kids and he lived in uh, he lived a, a very comfortable lifestyle in the suburb of Mossman on Sydney Harbor. They're in uh, Sydney, Australia. Glover was a volunteer charity worker with the Senior Citizen Society and listed among his friends a former mayor of Mossman with whom he would often have a drink at his favorite watering hole. And it's very important to keep in mind when we talk about his favorite watering hole because it comes into play a lot in this story later on. The Mossman Returned Serviceman's Leagues Club. So that's kind of the uh, the Australian equivalent of their VFWs of what we have here in America. Hell yeah. We got the uh, <clears throat> AMVETS. Yeah. The VFWs, and you're still kind of in the dark. There's these uh, clubs all around America called VFWs. It stands for Veterans of Foreign War, where you, you, uh, like exclusive access for people that have served mm-hmm. and for people, that, their family that have, and who have served. We won't give them free health care, but we sure as fuck will let them get drunk really cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
when you go to these VFWs, it, it's nothing to just get your ass tore out of the frame for tw- for twenty Dude, bucks. Dude, it's can... fucking rough. We had yeah. we had a f- uh, one of my wife's friends had their kid's birthday party at one right around the corner from our house, <laughs> and I went there, man, and we got they had like. Yellow Springs Brewery, like they had some of their beers. I think it was like Boat Show. It was like three dollars a can, yeah. three or four dollars a can. I'm Cheap. like, that's like a fucking seven dollar beer, man. Like, yeah. sign me up. Got tore up, man. It was great. Now Glover, he also held down as a of all the. This sounds like a serial killer job, <laughs> but he was a Glover was a sales representative with the Four and Twenty Pie Company. So he was a door to door pie salesman. <laughs> Dude, where the fuck are these door to door salesmen <laughs> at in my neighborhood? <laughs> Dude, I dare a pie salesman to come to my door on payday Dude. when I got a couple hundred up in the bank, and he's like, you want to buy uh, some pies? And I'll say, I fucking ever. Oh, my God. And just for for someone to look me in the face and say, I have a chocolate cream pie mm. or chocolate. Oh, man. I fucking love pie, dude. Yeah. Me is like I'm a lemon. Anything lemon oh, or yeah. key lime. Oh, yeah. fuck me up. Some key oh. lime on a graham cracker crust. Oh, God. Ass. So like a, I had a key lime cheesecake a couple weeks ago. Oh, God. It was just phenomenal. Oh, so good. I love cheesecake. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, if there's one thing, so when you guys bury my fat ass <laughs> and you write on my headstone, mm-hmm. say this, <laughs> he here, loved lies, cheesecake. here lies Nick Alexander. He loved <laughs> his wife's big titties and pie. <laughs> Wait, you, her pie or just pie? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Affirmative. All right. Now, old Johnny boy, his warm handshake and jolly smile endeared new acquaintances to him immediately. So uh-huh. everyone that met him, they said, man, what a what a beacon of just happiness. He was a walking advertisement for his product. Just a big, warm dude. He's a fucking pie salesman. <laughs> fucking job man yeah <clears throat> i think if i was like an employer and i saw it on someone's resume man it, they're they're yeah. in it's, oh i'm sorry well you know we gotta hire this guy <laughs> he's pie former pie salesman we gotta get him in here sir this is a hospital yeah. <laughs> i don't care we have to get him in here now <laughs> <laughs> there was some guy at my work i think i told you about this but i think they hired the dude but uh his resume said oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love this. In his resume, it said, <clears throat> met Richard Petty in person. <laughs> Under accomplishments. Yeah, this is accomplishments. And then also put third place <laughs> in uh, company chili cook-off. Dude. And then below that, he said three of four or something like three, like out of four people got third place. He's honest. Dude, I love it, man. I need to, f- I need to track this dude down and talk to him and be like, yeah. guy, I got to try your fucking chili. <laughs> I gotta try this chili. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta try the lower, the lower seventy-five percent of chili. What was it like meeting Richard Petty in person? Dude, I don't know. Fucking cares. I met Dale Earnhardt. I need to start putting that on my resume. Uh, did you really? Yeah, I did. We we were in. <laughs> I went with my grandpa down to the fucking Jellico Mountains where he lives at, and then like we went to a random hardware store. And no way. We pulled up. This is fucking crazy. Like I, I can't believe this. This is probably. Uh, 94, 95. So I was probably like six or seven. Dude, he was dead already. So that's how uh, I know this fake. This story's fake. No. We um, we were driving around. We went up to the store. Um, we either went to a grocery store. Or it was a hardware store. I don't remember. But there was a NASCAR sitting right out in front. And I think it was one of the ones that he like uh 
it may have been I, I don't know who the fucks it was it wasn't the number three intimidator car not that i remember i know it ain't even think the but, intimidator it ain't a real nascar <laughs> I know that. but yeah he was he was chilling out there there was no line there was just one guy he was like leaning up against the wall there was just one guy talking to him so he went up and met him and he uh, yeah i it was fucking cool that's my, awesome my dude. parents are really big into nascar so yeah, i know i know 100 percent that was deals dale earnhardt because I think my parents were pissed off. <laughs> I, I remember going to your house in middle school on race day and us oh, being dude. loud, and they're just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, you don't you don't go Get anywhere near the them during room. race day. Don't come up here. Yeah, it was a split household. There it was Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. That's all it was. Yep, America. Yeah, try that in a ball gown. <laughs> all right, lurking behind that warm friendly handshake and that big beautiful smile was a dark twisted psychopath ready to kill your grandma oh shit ready luckily she's dead so yeah we're gonna kill her again in this episode (laughs) bring her back and kill her we're gonna wake her ass up (laughs) tell her we got some pie for her now john old johnny boy was chronically addicted to poker machines oh man that's america right there dude (laughs) <laughs> a pie salesman addicted to poker machines are you sure this isn't from america yeah this is fort sumter this is like when they wrote the <laughs> yeah he would stand for hours virtually pouring money through the slot machines at mossman rsl club which is the uh the club i talked about just a few minutes ago the easiest way for johnny to get more money was to steal it hell yeah as police would reveal later on Johnny was a convicted thief, and he had a record of cowardly attacks on defenseless women. When he migrated to Australia from England in 1956, the 24-year-old Glover already had a criminal record dating back to 1947 for stealing clothing and handbags. Almost immediately after his arrival, he was convicted on two counts of larceny in Victoria and one of the theft, uh, another theft in New South Wales, and in 1962... He was convicted on two counts of assaulting females in Melbourne, two of uh, indecent assault, one of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, and four counts of larceny. So what is indecent assault? I don't know. Was he naked when he beat the fuck out of him? He's slapping him with his dick. <laughs> That's that. I mean, he had this guy was kind of a sexual deviant. So, And then one other thing. I don't, I'm kind of ashamed to notice. I don't know what larceny is. It's just stealing. Okay. I didn't know what it was for a long time either. Yeah. And then uh, I worked in the, the court system there at the police department, mm-hmm. and I kept on seeing these court for, for larceny. Yeah. And then one day, this fucking fucked up drug addict came in, and he was in there for larceny. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, larceny, huh? What'd you try and burn down? <laughs> it's arsony. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm standing there in my police uniform, you know, all official and shit, checking him in for his court. And this guy was like, he stared at me for 20 seconds. He said, I'm under arrest again. Like, he thought that. Oh, fuck yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, what caught on fire? Yeah. And then he, I checked him in. He just looked like, you know, in the words of Disturbed, he looked stupefied. Ah, ah. And then he walked away. And I looked back at the clerk of courts lady. And I said, Larceny's like lighting shit on fire, isn't it? She about fell out of her chair laughing. She said, Larceny's when you steal. I said, Why don't they just call it theft? Or like yeah. Stealing is. Yeah. Why they got to call it burglary larceny? or something? Yeah. I think I'm right here. <laughs> he set shit on fire. 
Third theft of personal property. I said, ah, larceny, huh? What'd you light on fire? <laughs> so that's arsony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also in 1965, old Tommy Glover was, uh, I'm sorry, Johnny Glover. He was convicted on a charge of peeping Tom. And oh, he served man. three months in prison for that one. Damn. And if you don't know what peeping Tom is, well, go find him. See what he's looking at. Go find Tom. Anybody that's named Tom, this is only something that can apply to them specifically. So <laughs> if you got a Tom in your life, there's good chance he's probably peeping. You're writing that on a resume when you're applying for a job. Any any uh, a peeper. Any convictions, any criminal convictions? Yeah. Peeping Tom. All Toms have to put that they're peeping. Following his release from prison from Peeping Tom, uh, Peeping, he's Peeping... Peeping John. Johnny now. He seemingly changed his ways, and apart from a minor shoplifting charge in 1978, um, he would not come to police... Uh, the police wouldn't notice him for many, many, many years, so he was off their radar at that point. Grew up, matured, you know, quit lighting shit on fire, quit stealing stuff. <laughs> Hell Yeah. When uh, and I did, and some of you are gonna think this is an AI story fabricated. Mm -hmm. It's not. His wife's real name was Gay, and I oh. and I don't know. That was a pretty popular name back in the day for a, huh. for a female. Just yeah, go figure. Gay. Yeah. When he when John met his future wife, Gay. <laughs> I can't imagine being called being named Gay. I've been called Gay before. But I can't imagine being called or being named Gay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just like you're named like <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> it's <Kyle>. like synonymous. <laughs> Brody. Oh, she's beautiful. What should we name her? I think gay sounds good. Let's <laughs> name her Sarah. Now, how about gay? <laughs> Isn't it crazy how much the world changed? And it's so weird, man. Agatha. <laughs> Fucking weird ass <laughs> name, dog. Gertrude. Agatha just sounds like a woman that's always on her period. <laughs> she really hairy or something. <laughs> I read this article the other day about this woman that was on her period for like six or fucking eight months. Oh, dude, hell no. Nah. And I said, oh my God. I'd cut my pussy off. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, tell them to remove it all. I, I know it's bad because <clears throat> my wife went through childbirth and just like, I'm fine. You smile and shit. Mm -hmm. But then when she gets menstrual cramps, she's like, I just want to be alone for three days. <laughs> Put a, a you know a heat pack on, an mm -hmm. ice bag. I don't know, but yeah, I'm just so thankful I don't get a period. Oh, dude, that me I don't too. get menstrual cramps. Yeah, and that's it, un it's unfair. It's it, unfair. That they it really is, man. That. It sucks. It's I feel for women, but at the same time, I don't fucking want that pain. No, I don't want it either. <laughs> I don't want it. But that's just the trade off for my good ass dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, I I wish there was a way that I could alternate with my wife. I'll take. The, I don't. I'll take the period. <laughs> no, I'm good, I, man. I feel bad, man, because I know they're hurting, and I know yeah. that God, it just fucking disrupts their entire life. We fucking we won the fucking genetic lottery, my friend. <laughs> yeah. God's like, we're not gonna give them a period, but we're gonna give them an inverted penis. <laughs> gonna give them tiny balls and a yeah. bent penis. All the skin we would have used on his vagina. We're going to take that off of his dick. <laughs> oh, hairy asshole. <laughs> uh, so when John met his wife, Gay, she wasn't 
She was not a homosexual, to be cleared. Okay. She was married to John. He was dirt poor. He had like 30 shillings or whatever the fuck they have in Australia. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Sand dollars. He didn't have much money to his name. I need to give me a shilling. <laughs> he married his wife gay. Yeah, apparently gay marriage was okay then. <laughs> hey, good. And they moved in to... Um, they moved in with gay's mom and dad. Which sounds like you're being derogatory. I know, and I'm not. <laughs> Try not to be, man. He moved in with a gay family. He moved in with a gay family. <laughs> but Gay's, Gay's father was dying, and he uh-huh. welcomed the company. So John and Gay, they, they moved in. But right off the rip, Gay's mom, Essie, John, the, he, he hated her. He hated her guts, man. There was not a second. He hated gays? He hated gays, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 I get it. He wanted her to fucking die, and he couldn't <laughs> stand her, man. But then on top of that, just one day out of the blue, John's own mom showed up on the doorstep okay. and said, John, you know, because she was from the UK. Mm-hmm. She came to Australia. She didn't have anybody. She said, I got no one. I need, I need somebody. I need, I need to be with you. I need to be with this family. I got, I got no one. I need help. John hated his mom as much as he hated Gay's mom, Essie. So here John is. Finally, he he immigrates to Australia from the UK to get away from his own mom. Meets a woman who has like the fucking worst mom ever, and then his mom follows him clear across the earth to Australia, and so now he's living in this house. With a father-in-law that's dying, clinging to life, and he's living there with a mother-in-law who he just wants to kill, and then his mom just shows up on the doorstep one day out of thin air and says, I need a place to crash. I need a flop house, (laughs) and he hates his mom, too, so John is quite miserable at this point. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, But he did eventually convince her. He convinced his own mother that it was not an ideal situation and convinced her to move out. But not long after his own mother moved out, she suffered from breast cancer. Oh, man. And she unfortunately passed away from breast cancer. In an interesting turn of events, he contracted the same breast cancer not long after she died. Oh, shit. And John actually had to have a double mastectomy. He had to have his titties cut off. Oh, damn. Some guys ain't got titties big enough to have them cut off, but John yeah. apparently did. He had to have his tits whacked off. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <clears throat> yeah, he had to have a, That's a rough. vasectomy. It's kind of like a it's like a vasectomy, but they don't do it on your dick. <laughs> they, they do, do it on your tits. They do it on your mammaries, yeah. Man. The, during the uh, kerfluffle. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> I feel like you literally just thought of that right at the right when you fucking said it. I did. <laughs> During the kerfluffle of uh, his double mastectomy, it caused a prostate condition, and he became sexually impotent. Oh, no, that sucks. And if you don't know what that is, neither do we. (laughs) My dude can't get a boner. He can't get his dick up, man. Yeah. Dick don't get hard. It stays soft. Oh, dude, that would be so disappointing. Soft dick. Dude. (laughs) Dude. 
Oh my god! Sometimes I get such an uncomfortable boner that I gotta go fucking burp it. I gotta go take care of it just because it won't stay not hard oh, for long enough to wear. My little caterpillar is so fucking pathetic. Whatever, just lazy, <laughs> dude. I fucking I don't even want I don't even want the Lord to see that thing, man. Yeah, sorry, God, <laughs> you did this to me. I remember one time, you bastard. We used to do the the football physicals, uh-huh. and we'd have to show them our dick and balls. Yeah, and. The first year that we, the first year that we used the doctor that I had for most of my life, yeah, I looked at him and I said, "Is there any way we can do this without me getting naked?" <laughs> I was like eleven years old, and he said, "I got you, pal." And he put me up on the table, pushed on me a little bit. He said, yeah. "Does that hurt?" I said, "No." He said, "You're good." And from then on out, my mom would say, uh, "The urgent care down the street's doing f- football physicals for twenty bucks." I say, "You're taking me back to Doc Norton because he doesn't look at my dick and balls." <laughs> <laughs> so that's where i went for the rest of my life yeah and he he attired he retired the other uh about a couple years ago year mm-hmm. or two ago and he retired to the uh like f- you know down southern florida the keys or him. something like that yeah but he's he was always my doctor for all those years There's always really formal conversations between he and i but now that he's retired, he listens to the podcast, <laughs> and he always texts me really fucking bad shit, yeah, <laughs> like pictures of wieners or whatever, I don't, whatever it is. But he'll say good like morning. His patience wiener. He'll say good morning. It's just a fucked up dick. Just, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, man. But hell yeah, he's oh, enjoying retirement, sweet. just torturing all the people that he used to take care of. Yeah, I forgot. I did have a. I did have a story. Like yes, yesterday we had a. Uh, so, I coach. I coach my kids' football team. So we have a pretty big football school that we're in and um we had like a fun day like where all the football teams got together and we had the football field and there's food trucks and um pretty much just like a fundraiser type deal fuck me up with a food truck the main the main the main like a uh, attraction was all the coaches were playing flag football so we had like they had like a draft and all this shit where like they got to pick all the coaches blah blah blah. it was like a white team and a green team i was on one of That's the teams racist, but keep going um <laughs> well I'm sore as a motherfucker today. First off, I'm I'm fucking half dead. My whole body hurts. We all, you know, early 30s to early 50s guys are out there playing, and we're fucking giving it our all. <laughs> and dude, I caught I caught this really good pass, really shallow pass, and then I ran. There was a guy getting blocked. I juked him, broke his fucking ankles, ran to the outside. And then one of our coaches, which was the one coach I didn't want to guard because he's still really young and he's super fucking fast. Yeah. Like he he was the one I think that got blocked and he he fell down. But as he went, he reached for my fucking flag, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Dude, he fucking he fucking pantsed me. <laughs> you get your underwear too? No, he oh, did, luckily he did not get my underwear. But it's one of those things like if I mean you'll know how it is, but if you if you play sports or if you played sports before in front of a lot of people, you you're you know that the crowd is there, but you can you can't really you like you zone out, you don't really hear them. But I heard fucking two hundred people just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and boy i'm running i'm fucking trying to pull up my pants i get like 40 yards down the field though <laughs> that motherfucker chases me down and gets my flag again and you know, all the meanwhile your sausages is flopping around dude i'm i would have been fucking gone if you didn't pull my pants down yeah <laughs> i was so bummed <laughs> dude my whole fucking ass was out what if you would have showed your dick to all those single women all those single oh, moms dude. and shit i may have caught a felony because there's a lot of kids there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey kids you like winners 
Dude, it would have been the most pathetic wiener ever. They would have seen yeah, it's in the middle of running. It's hot. My fucking balls would have been down to my you, knees. You might have been all right, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just glad. It's, yeah. I'm just glad it was just shorts. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, man. I didn't get any charges or anything. We're good. If, I almost passed away, but. What if you would have grabbed your flag and then you would have looked at him and been like, that's not my flag. <laughs> That's my freak flag. <laughs> that same guy had both of his flags right in front of his dick, and I was like, I see the game yeah. you're playing, my friend. <laughs> <All right. laughs> After old Johnny Boy got a double mastectomy, that's uh, kind of when his tailspin started. You know, that's what the doctor said that his court psychiatrist would call the start of his tailspin. Because after that, not long after that double mastectomy, on January 11th, 1989, John Wayne Glover met his first recorded victim. It was on this day that he encountered Mrs. Margaret Todd Hunter. <laughs> Fuck yeah, what a good last name. Fuck Todd. <laughs> Fuck Todd. I am a friend of Todd. I am a friend of Todd. She was an 84-year-old woman strolling peacefully along the quiet Hail Road in Mossman, Observing his surroundings to ensure no witnesses were looking on, he parked his vehicle and, without warning, delivered a forceful right hook to Mrs. Todd Hunter's face. Oh, man. Punched her right in the fucking cocksucker. (laughs) In the aftermath of this unexpected blow, he swiftly seized her handbag, which held a whopping $209 cash money, making record for the 99-2000. While making his escape with the purse, Mrs. Todd Hunter's voice rang out exclaiming, You rotten bigger! <laughs> she called Love her it. rotten bugger. <laughs> that was very Australian of her. For sure. Because yeah. anytime in Australia. <laughs> yeah, dude! Oh, he's an Aboriginal. He's not, he's not real Australian. He's from up there in the. <laughs> That's a real Australian. Those yeah. Aborigines. Mm-hmm. God. Big motherfuckers. Big, crazy bastards. Now, following this incident, John Wayne Glover made his way to the Mossman RSL, which is like, you know, the VFW we talked about, where he indulged in drinks and engaged with poker machines using the ill-gotten funds that he stole from Mrs. Todd Hunter's purse. Oh, man. Law enforcement officials conducting an inquiry into the matter attributed the incident to a mugging suspecting that an opportunist had been watching the elderly woman waiting for the perfect moment to strike in the neighborhoods of Sydney, Australia, ravaged by the grip of drug-related issues. I didn't know they had fucking drug issues there in Sydney. I had no idea, yeah. Muggings had suddenly become a commonplace occurrence. Although the case underwent a thorough investigation, prospects of recovering the money or identifying the perpetrator behind this cowardly act, well... Not a chance, dude. Nope. So he skated off. He's there playing um, didgeridoo poker slots, <laughs> video slots, the VFW. Yeah. Living the life, having a brewski, just got done beating the shit out of some old woman. I'll beat an old woman up for 200 bucks. Hell yeah, man. She's not going to fight back. I'll do it for less. Yeah. His next victim wasn't so lucky, though. So you'll you'll remember Mrs. Todd Hunter. She lived. So she lived. This next one. Well, she fucking died. On March 1st, 1989, happy birthday to my brother Jason on March 1st. He had a few drinks at the Mossman RSL after work. And mid-afternoon, he was, you know, he had a hard day at work as a fucking pie salesman. (laughs) 
<laughs> I gotta stop and get a drink on the way home. <laughs> he was heading for his car on the uh, busy military road when he spotted Gwendolyn Mitchell Hill going from the shops at a slow pace with her with her walking stick. And I will say that most of these older women that he picked on, this is kind of an affluent area where a lot of these old women had money. So he wasn't picking on them for no reason. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he knew that he knew that these old these old bats had some cash. Naturally. Retreating to his car, old Johnny Boy discreetly concealed a hammer beneath his belt. He shadowed Mitchell Hill's path until she reached the entrance foyer of her apartment building on Military Road. When she went into the foyer, he snuck up behind her and struck her in the back of the head with a hammer. Oh, fuck. Old hammerhead shark, baby. Damn. Following this initial blow, he continued his assault on her head and body, resulting in the fracturing of several ribs. Mm. Subsequently, Glover made a swift escape, taking her purse that contained $100. Hmm. Although still alive when discovered by two schoolboys, Mrs. Mitchell Hill, she went on to die and pass away before police and ambulance arrived, unfortunately. Damn. Then the neighbors came outside when the police came and said, Oh, ah, fuck, mate. She's a clumsy old bloke. She probably fell down and hit her head. She's drunk. She's always fucking drunk walking around. She can't fucking walk. So the police said, well, fuck, I guess she just fell down and hit her head, bonked her ribs, broke her every, broke every rib in her body, but she fell down hard as shit. <laughs> that fucking hard, man. <laughs> uh, but police were kind of on the fence at this point. They were leaning towards, hey, it might have been a mugging gone bad. Or yeah, she was just a clumsy old, she's clumsy. What, what's the female name for a bloke? Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> she's a clumsy old cunt. All the other countries, man, are like really open with the word cunt, and I love it. Female version of bloke. Be a, what's a the, Sheila. Uh, a Sheila. A Sheila. <laughs> a Sheila. Oh, man. Of course. The, alas. Yeah. Alas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. 
That makes me think of Becky Lynch. <laughs> I like Sheila though. That's, that's Australian, right? The fucking that's a that's a, a kangaroo, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> I'm fucking retarded, man. When you ask uh, people from Australia about Fosters, which is the big Australian <laughs> beer here, it's not even Australian. They say we got no idea what that is. <laughs> big fucking can though. I'll tell you that it much. It's a monster. Yep. The best part of this entire uh, I shouldn't say the best part. After he stole her $100, he went to the bar. He went to the, the club, he always hang, and he plays yep. video poker. He flips the money into video poker money. <clears throat> sure. When he was at the bar playing video poker, the bartender spoke up and said, oh, there's a bunch of police sirens outside. I wonder what that's for. And he said, hey, I got no fucking idea. I just can't play a video poker. I got no idea. So he heard the sirens that were responding to the incident that he had caused by killing uh, Mrs. Mitchell Hill. He didn't give a fuck. He just kept feeding that machine. Yeah, feed the beast. On May 9th, 1989, we have ourselves another kerfluffle right Uh-oh. here. Old Johnny boy, he was walking on military road again. Remind me if I ever go to Australia to stay <laughs> off of a military road. Fuck. For Christ's sake. Yeah. And he saw 84-year-old. Lady Ashton. Ooh. <coughs> Lady Red. <laughs> he attacked her once she arrived to her apartment as well. So he shouted her back to her apartment. And once she got in the spot where she was most vulnerable, he uh, he grabbed her and he dragged her into her, her trash alcove. You know, they had like a little, uh, I guess, a little trash area there in the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. He dragged her down a ramp to that trash area during court testimony he said the 84 year old woman almost got the best of him almost escaped <laughs> actually almost got the upper hand on his big dumb ass what a fucking bitch man what, he must, he must, <laughs> 84 year old's gonna fucking get one over he on must you? Not have been eating those pies that he was selling <laughs> damn he himself a meat pie but he was able to overcome her she fell flat on her back and he landed on top of her and when they landed he grabbed her hair and he started crushing her skull into the concrete oh man so he bashed her skull into the pavement. After he knocked her out, he took her own pantyhose off of her leg and he strangled her to death with her own pantyhose. Oh, damn, that's yeah, that's what's wild. It's kind of hot. It's kind of yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. Rest in peace to uh, <laughs> Lady Ashton. Here's the thing where I get a little bit of solace from the story. Yeah. Oh, Lady Ashton. She was 84 years old in 1989. Yeah. Here we are in uh night. What year are we in? Two thousand twenty three. She'd be 19. like two hundred and three now, dude. She'd be a vampire at this yeah. point. Yeah. So he might have been doing the world a favor yeah. if she wasn't. She got to miss out on COVID and Y two K and all that not, shit. Her, her, she would have already transitioned into heaven at this point. Yeah. So while I feel a little bit bad, you guys know what you signed up for whenever you came here. Yep. This is an irreverent <laughs> podcast. We're kind of wild. That's true. And some people will say, oh, well, they make fun of dead people. Well, when I'm fucking dead, make fun of we, me, too. We, we wish we were dead. Does that make <laughs> He thought he was so cool. <laughs> thought he was so freaking cool. Yeah. I think I'm kind of cool. Yeah. I think I'm definitely cool. <laughs> 61 degrees in here. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy at my work. He always fucking bitches about the thermostat. I like pussy. It. I like it 68 degrees. What I like. I keep my room at 60. So he likes it. At se- he likes it 71. Oh, what a fucking bitch! And I said, "Listen, Jim. I'm calling Jim. Yeah. For the lack of, I don't want to use his real name on this podcast. Yeah. 
because there's such fame and notoriety associated with the show. If I do start talking about him on the show, it's likely to ruin his life. Yeah. I said, Tim, I, I said, Jim, I said, listen here, motherfucker. I like the thermostat at 68. You like it at 71. And, you know, he's just always combative about it. He'll change the thermostat without asking permission. Oh, dude, I hate he's that. He's always shit. just trying to make things comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. But then in, in our office the other day, I said, why don't you sit in the corner? Because in the corner, it's 90 degrees. <laughs> Fucking put a little dunce hat on him, too. <laughs> make him wear a diaper. You get it? 90 degrees? Yeah. It's- Right yeah. angle, 90 yeah. degrees. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Sit in the corner, it's 90 degrees, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you scared-ass bitch. After he knocked her out. We already talked about that part. He drug her into the trash hole. Yeah. Yeah, he took her purse. Took her purse. Had 100 bucks in it. This is this specific death here. This is when police started to connect the dots a little bit. They said... We've got uh, some guy out here kind of going crazy, inflicting, you know, he's, he's attacking these elderly women, taking their money. There seems to be an M.O. here at this point. This is uh, when they did the autopsy, though. They checked her vagina. God bless the man that had to do that. <laughs> they, Fuck yeah, man. They said there was no cum up in there. Okay. I, um, in, your, in your mind, is there a difference between semen and cum? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think <clears throat> whenever I hear someone say like they're gonna come, I just think it's like buckets and buckets of it. Like <laughs> semen is just like a couple little poots, <laughs> a couple little spits of come. You'll never tell your wife you're gonna semen. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna semen. No nah, man, come is when you're fucking making it rain. Okay. <laughs> fucking blizzards. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. You don't have to answer the question. It's I'll just answer for it. the sake of uh, two bros in a basement. Let's yeah. pretend like we're not recording for a second. Sure. Do you have? Are there are there different varieties of the way the semen exits your body? Like, Some days you can. I mean, it doesn't come out of my ass or anything. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly. I don't, what I was, I don't spit it out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was getting to. I was jacking off the other day, and I climaxed. Lo and behold, there's I'm, nothing. <laughs> there's nothing there. And then it felt like uh, I felt like I shit myself for a second. Fucking ass was what? I'm laying there in the bed. I got a giant wet spot under my asshole. Now, what do you mean? That's exactly what I was asking. Okay. No, I'm saying like when you fucking come, sometimes I can hit the ceiling. Yeah. And sometimes I can't hit the fucking carpet I'm standing on. Sure. No, I I feel that. Like, I can usually. So. I can usually get it in my mouth. I, I can usually tell like a like while I'm oh, fucking yeah, if yeah. if it's gonna be like watch out if it's gonna be like you're gonna be leaking for hours or if it's gonna be like yeah you're not even gonna notice it's there. Clear the runway. Like when it feels really, really fucking good, I'm like, oh god, yeah, you're gonna this, be leaking. The cup overfloweth. Yeah, dude, you're gonna be leaking all day, yeah. bitch. Fucking little snail trail everywhere you go. My little, my little Cadbury egg. Hey, dude. So we have this. My when we do it, she gets up and she goes to the bathroom. She's like, I gotta get these. You have to. I gotta get yeah. these hell spawns out of me, or I'm gonna get sick. You get a UTI, man. And we got we got the room pretty well blacked out. Yeah. So she knows. <laughs> This is fucking stupid. 
She knows when she goes, she takes that walk of shame to get it out of her. Mm-hmm. She knows I hide in the bedroom. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> when she comes back, I'm hiding. It's like a fucking game. You want to play a game? I make her find me. I'll get underneath the bed. I'm too fat to get under the bed, so when I do, it comes up off the ground a little bit. <laughs> you fucking see a big bump in the middle of the bed. <laughs> I'll get in the closet. I'll hide behind the door. I've moved the dresser. Got me other, but every time, yeah, we do it. Dude. Like behind the curtains, but you can still see your feet. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not too tired, I make her look for me when. Uh, That's fucking hot, back, man. Yeah. We should try it sometime. Not just like, just make you walk to the bathroom naked, and I'll hide for when you come back. That'd be fun, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get her on here and talk about it. That's great. <laughs> You guys should try that. Try try hiding from your spouse next time you climax. Send us an email, bro. Ohiopodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, she knows if I'm not there, I'm just down fucking getting something out of the Get fridge. Building build a cold cut. Dude, every fucking time, man, I'm like, I'm fucking hungry. Every time afterwards, it don't matter. I'm fucking straight burning calories, dog. After At five minutes, I'm my heart rate spikes. I'm ready fucking... My problem eat. is I have the most fucking butthole shattering farts after we're done having sex. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just, <laughs> sounds, just, like a, sounds like someone like a jackhammer on a job site at two o'clock in the afternoon. Just all the body movement. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it gyrates it out of you. I don't know. And then once I can free that fart, then I go hide. <laughs> You're like a fucking scared dog. <laughs> Fucking potty training dog. Fucking, we got fucking Parvo. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Stupid. Oh man. She's like, what's wrong with you? I farted. I got fucking worms. Dra- you got them now. Dragging your ass on the carpet and shit. Oh, that's good, man. You'll recall Johnny's day job is what are we even talking Dude, about? I love I love how anytime we go off on these tangents, we just jump right back into the subject without even like there's no there's no transition. It just fucking right back in. Johnny was a pie salesman, right? Yeah, he was. And uh, one of his his route his pie salesman route was nursing homes. Sweet. So you go to nursing homes door to door, man, door to door in these nursing homes selling pies, dude. <laughs> On his nursing home rounds, Glover first uh, Johnny first molested 77-year-old Mrs. Marjorie Mosley on June 6, 1989 at the Wesley Gardens Retirement Home in Belrose, which is quite a distance from Mossman. Mrs. Mosley reported the incident and said that the man put his hand under her nightie. She could not recall what he looked like. Then, just a fucking, you know, 20 couple weeks later, Johnny visited the Caroline Chisholm Nursing Home in nearby Lane Cove. He leisurely strolled upstairs where he lifted the dress of an elderly woman and fondled her buttocks. Oh, God. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, Rob. Oh, no. Oh, Rob, dog. I was hoping you would come in here. You know, I put this nighty on Rob, dog, when you're coming over. Open you. Go up grandma's skirt and grab onto my old butt cheeks. But sometimes, last time you were grabbing onto your, my butt, your hand slipped off and went up in grandma's whisker biscuit. You got it. Your finger all covered. Tasted like caramel, didn't it, Rob Dog? You like Werther's, Rob Dog? I actually do. 
I bet you do. <laughs> you nasty little bastard. <laughs> You're just like your father. He'd never eat me out either. Moving to the next door. Yeah, moving to the room next door. Johnny slid his hand down the front of another woman's nightdress and gently, gently mm. stroked and caressed her breast. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you one thing that upsets me is when we talk about somebody that's fucking grabbing on kids, mm-hmm. kill them, <clears throat> cut their dick off, stick their head on a stake, and parade them around town. Sure. Someone grabbing on an old lady's tits. <laughs> that's kind of comical. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, those old fucking beanbags. <laughs> fucking swing low, sweet chariots. <laughs> looks like a uh, looks like an egg hanging from a nail. Of oh, all the, man. Of all the titties to be grabbing on. Dude, that's the fucking cream of the crop right there. He didn't discriminate. He was grabbing ass and titties and everything, man. Oh, man. That fucking odometer done turned over on them titties. <laughs> Man. Oh, man. This is the one that's going to get us cut off. This is the one. Uh, yeah. I mean, if this, guy, this guy's only fucking option was to crush old people's titties, that's I mean, he's a pie, sad. He's a pie salesman. It's not, it's not like he, you know, I mean, yeah. it's not like he's popping bottles in the VIP <laughs> down there at the Christ, at Club Crystal or whatever. No, he's fucking at the VFW fucking yeah, turning he, slots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing video. He's at the fucking Chisholm nursing home. Oh, man. My fucking dude is getting handfuls of flesh. I kind of like this guy. He fucking sucks, but it's in the yeah. funniest way. Yeah. Oh, shit. So he's grabbing on this old woman's tits, and she cries out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. Oh, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> fuck. Get the fuck off. My bosom. Get the fuck off my tits. <laughs> the terrified woman cried out. Johnny was questioned briefly by the stab. He said, I got no, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> but he uh, he hurried up and ran out of there. I wonder if he had an Australian accent or if he had an English accent. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Police did arrive for the, um, the tit stroking. <laughs> But they did not connect the dots on if this was connected to the old woman that had been attacked and murdered earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, in, in, their, in their defense, those two don't seem incredibly yeah. related at this point. Sure. Although after that murder, the police, I think there were about 40 of them, started the Granny Killer Task Force. Oh, that's fucking cool. Put down your resume. Hell yeah. <laughs> on August 8th, 1989, Johnny Glover bashed elderly Effie Carney. Hell yeah. What the fucking <laughs> Effie. Effie Carney. <laughs> in a quiet street in Linfield, not far from Mossman, and stole her groceries. Oh, man. And when I say he bashed her, he just punched her in the head, too, and took, you know, took her shit. He didn't kill her. Effie lived. On October 6th, uh, he passed himself... This is another incident. This is a separate incident from uh, Effie getting her fucking brain beat up. On October 6th, he, remember, he's in his uf- uniform as a pie salesman. I fucking love it. And he went, to the, uh, he went to the nursing home, and he found a blind woman named Phyllis McNeil. Oh, fuck. Okay. And he told her he was a doctor. Okay. And he uh, proceeded to 
run his hand up her dress and started grabbing on her goodies. Oh, man. But he told her that he was a fucking doctor, told Phyllis she was a patient there at Wabinia Nursing Home at Neutral Bay, the harborside suburb next to, uh, next to, to Mossman. Uh, on this incident as well, he eluded capture when the blind woman <laughs> figured out that he was not a doctor. And started screaming and said, Somebody get out here help me! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! He was going in, and that's a, that was kind of his M.O. is When he wasn't killing people, he was this pie salesman. <laughs> fuck. Do you think Just about fucking that? Fucking S.A.ing old women. You're on, you're on hour 60 of the week. You're working at the hospital. The pie salesman shows up. You're like, thank fucking God. Right. Time to buy some pie. Yeah. Let him in. Let him do his thing. Well, he was using this opening to go to these hospitals, these nursing homes, these medical facilities. They're thinking, old Johnny is door-to-door pie salesman, but he was uh, a gra- He was doing some door-to-door pie grabbing, if you know what I mean. He was going, he'd find these elderly women, and he'd fucking stick his hand right up the cry, chop them right in the gizzard. God, man, that's wild. Yeah, nasty bastard. Wild. On October 18th, uh, 1989, Glover tailed Doris Cox, an 86-year-old widow, as she strolled along Spit Road. <laughs> Damn. Hot, dude. What a fucking slutty road. Yeah. Mm. Heading towards her retirement village. Finding the moment in a hidden stairwell at her place, he went all out and he slammed her face into a solid brick wall, Ooh. causing her to tumble down on the ground. She managed to survive the ordeal, but her memory of the incident was pretty hazy. Uh, that was because she was also suffering from dementia and oh, Alzheimer's. Fuck. That's sad. According to her version of the events, she <clears throat> described the attacker as a young fellow, which uh, John was not. He was in his mid-50s, big, fat, fucking gray, pudgy bastard. She did her part by collaborating with the cops to sketch out an identikit picture to help them out. But guess what? The stage had been wiped clean by the ever so helpful neighbors before the investigators had a chance to check it out. So the crime scene, she got her brain, her brains bashed in. She did late. She did live, but the neighbors said, Oh my God, we got to clean this shit up. It's a fucking mess. Typical yeah. old women always following you around cleaning up your crumbs. And it kind of flipped the direction on their investigation because Mrs. Cox said that he was a young man. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was an old, fat, gray, gray <laughs> dude. He is. So now at this point, the police are looking for a a young man obs- with a, like a fucking granny fetish is what they're looking for. Yeah. Because they start to connect the dots of the guy at the different medical centers grabbing these old women on their old pussies. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to grab us on our old pussy, send us an email, Brohio Podcast. Just ask. We won't say no. Yeah. On November 2nd, 1989. So we're, I mean, look at these dates October 18th, November 2nd, uh, August 8th. This stuff is month after month this after dude, month. Yeah. He is pretty, he pretty consistent and persistent. Yeah. You can only grab an old lady's tit and jerk off to it so many times before you got to grab another. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. <laughs> On November 2nd, 1989, <clears throat> Glover and uh, Glover encountered Dorothy Binky, a 70 year, a 78-year-old resident of Lane Cove as she walked along a quiet side street near Longaville Road around 10 kilometers from Mossman. 
He initiated conversation with her and offered to assist her in carrying her groceries home. After some interaction, Binky extended an invitation for him to come inside her house for a cup of tea. Oh, man. That's what you say, but that's not what happened. Although Glover declined the offer for tea, as they returned to the main street, he encountered another elderly woman. So he shifted his focus from Mrs. Binky, but this time he carried out a surprise assault on Margaret Pahood. Found another hotter older woman. Yeah, older, more vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. This um, other woman invited him in the house for tea, and he said, no, nah, no, nah, I got bigger shit. I'm do. good, fam. The, she must have been uglier than dog shit. <laughs> flat-chested. Ain't <laughs> hey, nothing worse than a flat-chested old woman. <laughs> I don't mind it. I think I like it. The victim in this instant, like I said, her name was Margaret Pahood. She was an 85-year-old widow who, like Binky, had been returning home from a shopping uh she just got done doing some grocery shopping. <laughs> Law enforcement had strong suspicions that this attack was linked to the series of crimes attributed to the granny killer. Pahood was struck. Oh, she was struck forcefully from behind with a blunt object, causing her to sustain head injuries. After she fell, Glover struck her over the head once more, targeting the side of her head. He proceeded to tamper with her clothing, shoes, and walking stick, then took her handbag before departing the scene. Just like in previous cases, there were no witnesses to the attack. Motherfucker. Wait, wait. He, what the fuck do you do with their walking stick? Well, he would take their walking sticks, their shoes, their clothes, and he would arrange them in an orderly fashion at their feet. It very much went into like his calling card, so he would kill them. Okay. He would take some of their clothes off, their walking sticks, any kind of accessories they may have, and he would categorically lay them at their feet kind of in a structured manner. That was part of his calling card. Within a short span of time, a young schoolgirl discovered Pahood's body, initially making it for a, uh, she thought it was a pile of discarded garments in the lane. Neighbors undertook, they cleaned up pretty fast after they found her, inadvertently removing potential uh, important evidence from the crime scene. Oh, man. This is the second or third time at this point where someone was killed by him Mm -hmm. and someone swooped in pretty quickly and uh, just fucking cleaned up and wiped the crime scene clean. As both the police and an ambulance were dispatched, Glover went through the contents of Pahood's purse on the premises of a nearby golf club. Subsequently, he made his way again to the Mossman RSL club where he proceeded to spend the $300 that he got out of her purse um, you know, buying booze and playing video poker again. Less than 24 hours later, he met 81-year-old Olive Cleveland. They met on a park bench, and she actually became uncomfortable to the point she said, I got to get away from this dude. John Glover, John Wayne Glover, followed her to her main building of the, the retirement facility that she was living in. He, for, he forced her down a ramp into an alley and beat her to death and strangled her again with her own pantyhose. He stole $60 cash out of her handbag. No eyewitnesses again for this incident, for this, uh, for this murder. At this point, there was already a, a, a reward in place. The reward got bumped up to $200,000 with any information pertaining to the, the murder of these elderly women that just would not. It was relentless. He just kept killing people. Damn. A week after the Olive Cleveland murder, the police got their first break as an astonishing slow cross-checking paid off 
and a pattern emerged. In several of the attacks, the victims recalled seeing a gray-haired, well-dressed, middle-aged man, which was a far cry from what the old, the Alzheimer's woman saw. She said mm. it was a young man. Right. Now police had something a little more concrete to go off of. The uh, <clears throat> You'll recall the very first victim, Margaret Todd Hunter, she recalled a man of that same description passing her just before, before she was attacked from behind and robbed of her purse. And another one that survived, Mrs. Effie Carney, who was bashed and robbed of her groceries in August, also described her assailant as a well-built, mature man with gray hair. Oh, my God. Fuck me up, Daddy. <laughs> Both victims described their attackers as, a, you know, an average type of person. At last, police realized that they may have been looking for the wrong man. Not They weren't looking for a young man now. And that their killer could well slip in and out of places unnoticed because he was simply not that noticeable. He's not a noticeable type. Armed with a sense of what the granny killer looked like, the police still had to find their average man. That would be incredibly difficult. You're just looking for someone that looks regular. Not the, no distinguishing features at all. On um, November 23rd, just a few days after the one of the last events, another body turned up. The third for the month. While purchasing whiskey in Mossman, Glover spotted 92-year-old Muriel Falconer. <laughs> what a fucking cool name. That's a cool name. Mur- <clears throat> Muriel? M-U-R- Muriel Falconer. Falconer. Fucking cool. She was struggling down the street with a load of, sh- with a load of groceries. He returned to his car, collected his hammer and some gloves, and followed her to her front door. As Mrs. Falconer was partially deaf and blind like an old St. Bernard, she did not notice Glover slipped through the door behind her with his gloves on and his hammer raised. So he went all the way into her house. He silenced her by holding his hand over her mouth, and he hit her repeatedly about the neck and the head with the hammer. As she fell to the floor, he started to remove Mrs. Falconer's pantyhose, but she regained consciousness and cried out. Glover struck her again and again with the hammer, and only when he was satisfied that she was unconscious did he, did he finally remove her undergarments, and he used her underwear and panties to strangle her to death at this point. Oof. He closed the front door for privacy at this point. Then he searched her purse and the rest of her house before he left quietly with $100 in cash and his hammer and gloves in a carry bag. It wasn't until the following afternoon when a neighbor dropped by that the body was discovered Although the murder scene was, in fact, chaotic, this was the first real chance the police had to obtain clues as the the crime scene was not cleaned up. This crime had been committed indoors and nothing had been disturbed. And during this police investigation, they found a bloody footprint that they would use to uh, in their search for the murder that was inflicting all the damage on these elderly women. All right. After this murder. The reward for the killer was bumped up again to $250,000 for anyone with any information leading to the deaths of all these elderly women. Police got a big break they were waiting for on January 11th, 1990. This is is fun. This is a fun one. Let me take a drink here. Have at it, man. I lost all my ice, so now my drink's not warm. You want any more over there? No, gotta, I'm good. I'm you're good. Fine. Yep. Thank you, sir. So you just quit stuff. Like you start stuff. And then... <laughs> I got my two. I'm good. That one night we drank a lot of bourbon. and I got really sick. Yeah. And I put my belt in the toilet. Yeah. 
Yeah. My wife got upset. She mm-hmm. said, There's, you know, what the fuck did you do last night? <laughs> I, hell, I don't know. I think we were drinking Angel's Envy that night. Yeah. I drank a lot of it. We need to drink a lot for this next show to make up for the last show that I didn't go to. For the live show? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. It. Fuck hell yeah. We should bring a bottle of something. I'll bring it. Yeah, I'll bring a bottle. <laughs> All right. I got it. I got a ride, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. On uh, this incident, on January 11th, 1990, old Johnny Boy visited Greenwich Hospital on his pie rounds. He's, you know, mm-hmm. zoot tooting around, selling some pies and shit. Slanging that crust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crust dealer. <laughs> Fucking slanging that crust. Kill your local crust dealer. We should. <laughs> <laughs> so he wore his, his work uniform and he carried a clipboard. He went to the palliative care ward, which is kind of like what we would call hospice care here in America, you know, end of life stuff. In the palliative care unit, there were four elderly women that were unfortunately coming close to their last day here on earth along with one sick woman. He went to the bedside of 82-year-old Daisy Roberts. He <laughs> This sounds like some shit I'd try on my wife. <laughs> Told her he was a doctor, and he asked her if she was losing body heat. And she said, I got no idea. And he said, well, I'll check it out for you. And he flipped her dress up, and he grabbed her on the puss. Well, he grabbed her on the crotch. I don't want to call it a puss. That's nasty. Yeah. She became alarmed by uh, the, I guess, the behavior he was exhibiting, and she started to cry out for help as well. Hospital staff chased him out of the building and watched him jump in his vehicle and uh, essentially flee the scene. Not bef- But they were able to secure the registration on his vehicle. So now this is a huge break in the case because the police were able to, uh, they had a vehicle registration for this guy that was doing all these fucking pussy grabbings inside the (laughs) hospitals and nursing homes and Mm -hmm. shit. And police were actually able to confirm his name, John Wayne Glover, through his employer because they knew that he was was in his pie salesman outfit too. (laughs) Oops. They called him at home and asked him to stop by the police station. But when they called his home... His wife answered, and she said, you're not oh. going to be talking to him because he tried to kill himself. He overdosed, I, I would assume, on Valium. Uh, but he was taken to uh, Royal North Shore <laughs> Hospital. It's very, uh, very common occurrence for uh, Pisces, but it take a lot of Valium. <laughs> it's one thing I know is that Pisces well, salesmen love Valium. There's another part of the story where Valium comes into play, mm-hmm. so I just assume. His suicide <laughs> note that he left behind said no more grannies no more grannies <laughs> he's like a fucking alcoholic with grannies oh my god <laughs> he knew what he was doing uh, no more grannies no more grannies dude out of all the fucking like fetishes to have like grannies fucking sucks like if, if that's your fucking kink is grannies goddamn, I'm sorry buddy fuck there's that one meme online that says, now let's go get you that PS5, and it's that yeah. old woman with the big tits. Mm-hmm. I probably would. Man, I don't know if I could. You could? 
I don't know, man. Got nothing for the old women? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. So here's where my giving heart comes into play. I just love old people. I love their sure. stories. Yeah. I love their travels. Yeah. And I think about an old woman. She ain't had dick in decades, yeah. dude. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on like the definition. Like, if it was like... If we're talking about like, I could probably give it to like Meryl Streep or fucking Dolly Parton or somebody. You know what I mean? Dolly Parton, hell yeah. Dolly Parton would fucking get it. Or like, uh, yeah. I mean, but if we're talking like fucking Gladys down the street, like, <laughs> dude, I don't think I could. Gladys probably stinks, dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, fucking Dolly shit's fucking meant. The uh, the YouTube chat, Christopher says it all feels the same. <laughs> it, I mean, I I guess so. That's true. You don't know, man. But then we'll then we'll. They could have that Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> that not pussy might I, not work anymore. Not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> Nothing. A little bit of spit won't fix. They call me the firefighter because I'm going to get you wet, boy. You know what I'm saying? You oh, know man. what I They call me the firefighter because I'm going to get you wet. Oh, man. Get a good old gum job. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that right now. <laughs> That fucking block block two thousand. Oh man! Can you imagine? Can you imagine the fucking? Queef that that old vagina would unleash after you fucking got done pushing her fucking guts in. <laughs> that shit would blow your hair back. <laughs> what if you had to deal with a devil like you? the The devil would give your wife to give the world's most fucking powerful blowjob in the entire world, but every time she went up. She farted, and every time she went down, she farted. <laughs> Bring on the farts, my guy. <laughs> I want you to fucking shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fart. Yeah, fart. Give me the fart. Keep farting. <laughs> we be passing out, dog. <laughs> be no gasping one. for air. Still a oh. nail, man. <gasps> You'd be like getting choked in, getting a blowjob. <laughs> oh, shit. Where that, <laughs> the fucking painter's masks, man. Show me what that bull do, baby girl. <laughs> so you say, yeah, you do it. You go for it. Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> no shame, man. Bring on them farts, baby girl. My answer is, sure is the best in the world, dude. <laughs> It's already the best in the world. <laughs> Even the best can get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why do you fucking think Tom Brady still practices? Yeah. That motherfucker. <laughs> and it wasn't little baby. They're big, nasty fucking dock worker farts. I don't give a shit, man. Pie salesman farts. <laughs> Those are mighty. What's your dad do? Oh, he's a pie salesman. <laughs> Oh, he farted like a fucking fart like an orangutan. Yeah, fart like a Viking. <laughs> right. Uh, they got the, uh, so the suicide note, that's where we're at. No more grannies, no more grannies. All right. Police went to the hospital because he tried to kill himself, but he was too sick to provide, uh, to do any type of interview. They did take a Polaroid picture of him, though. 
and they are able to use that Polaroid, the Polaroid picture to actually take him to the victims and show the picture of, of him to the victims. And okay. the victim said, that's the dude. That's the guy that fucked us up. Two weeks later, the suicide note and photo were passed on to the task force, which the granny killer task force was now at 70 members. Damn. Whereupon detectives believed immediately that Glover was the killer. Although they had no evidence, the head of the detective task force said, if he had said to us, I don't want to talk, we, we couldn't have proved a thing. Still, the photo matched the description of the gray-haired suspect, and in his job as a pie salesman, Glover would have been at any of the murder scenes. Glover was interviewed over the nursing home assault and denied all accusations. Police had limited evidence and decided not to question him over the murders. So they were kind of playing their cards at this point. Yeah, They're interviewing about him grabbing on the old women's vaginas at the nursing home but they didn't want to blow their cover of they knew that he was a prime suspect for these murders. Yeah. They didn't want uh, they didn't want to leave Glover to to know of the police suspicions at this point. Glover was put under constant police surveillance, including at one stage with an automatic tracking device, which is Damn. pretty fucking high fluting there in 1989, 1990. Yeah. To make sure that he was not being followed, Glover would drive around the block more than once or drive the wrong way up one-way streets. That's a fucking smart-ass criminal right there, dude. Yeah. Going the wrong way on a one-way street. <laughs> but the police, who were providing around-the-clock 24-7, 365 surveillance of this guy, dropped the ball and Oops. did not do a perfect job. On March 19th, Glover called uh, one of his friends. It was a, a young, it was a woman named Joan Sinclair at 10 a.m. in the morning. Joan Sin- Sinclair was a woman that he was having probably more than likely having some extramarital affairs with. Mm-hmm. Someone that he deeply confided in. He had a he had a relationship with her for a long time. He spruced himself up in the rearview mirror of his car before he was uh, let in the front door of Joan Sinclair's home. Observing police, the police that were tailing him had no reason to believe that it was anything other than a social visit. Um, and it didn't really fit the narrative as traditionally he would only strike in the afternoons yeah. and he would only strike elderly women, elderly women. But this Jen was not elderly and this was early in the morning. But still, police, they, they watched every corner of the house at 1 p.m., so three hours after he entered the home, there was no sign of Glover and there was no sign of anybody in the house at this point. The police surveillance became concerned at 5 p.m. after he had been there for seven hours. All was still quiet. And at 6 p.m. deciding that, well, OK, we got to fucking move on this and see what's going on inside this house. The, uh, they got the OK from the de- detective supervisor that was kind of running everything. Detectives made their way into the home and found the victim. Joan Sinclair covered in blood almost immediately. But John Wayne Glover was nowhere to be found in the house. Damn. They saw a hammer lying in a pool of drying blood on the mat. As they peered further around the doorway, they saw a pair of women's panties and a man's shirt covered in blood. Then a woman's body came into view. Joan Sinclair's battered head was wrapped in a bundle of blood-soaked towels She was naked from the waist down, and pantyhose were tied around her neck. Her genitals were, in fact, damaged, but Glover would later say in testimony that he he never sexually abused her at all, which is probably a fucking lie. But he couldn't get his dick hard either, so... (laughs) True, yeah. 
as they were sweeping the house, because police, at this point, they think he's in there, so they're mm-hmm. fucking uh, gunpoint sweeping the house looking for this guy. Yeah. They go in the bathroom, and they find unconscious, naked, gray-haired, chubby man was lying in the bathtub. And they just fucking went in on me. <laughs> oh, man, they're, oh, man, they're tiger shit. <laughs> was this me? One wrist was slashed, Ooh. and the air was heavy with the smell of alcohol and vomit. The relieved detectives prayed that he was still alive, and in fact, their prayers would be answered because John Wayne Glover was still alive oh, in the bathtub. But at the time of the murder, John Wayne Glover rolled Mrs. Sinclair's body over on the mat, wrapped four, ta- four towels around her massive head wound to stem the flow of blood, and then dragged her body across the room, leaving a trail of blood. When he had done that, he ran a bath, washed down a handful of Valium with a bottle of Vat 69. The fuck is that? That's that good, good shit, dude. <laughs> it's that pie salesman shit. <laughs> that pie salesman fucking... <laughs> Let's look it up real quick. Let's see what it looks yeah. like. Vat uh, is a blended Scotch whiskey produced uh-huh. by Diageo in Scotland. It was created okay. by William. Looks like it's still around. The Scotch whiskey. Hell yeah. Some Vat 69. Let's looks, get us some of that. It looks cheap as fuck. It does. <laughs> Nine dollars a bottle. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he took a bottle of Valium and then drank a bottle of Vat sixty nine, slashed his Ooh. left wrist, and laid there in the bathtub to die. But he did not die. The question "Why?" was repeatedly met with the same answer. His uh, John Wayne Glover's own quote: "I don't know. I just see these ladies, and it seems to trigger something. I just have to be violent towards them." Hmm. At the trial, which started March 28th of 1990, he pled not guilty on grounds of diminished responsibility, which is kind of the same as, you know, pleading not guilty for reason of insanity mm-hmm. here in the United States. Yeah. <clears throat> Court psychiatrist said, look, this guy hated his mother so badly and hated his mother-in-law so badly that he he wished violence upon old women in general. Hmm. He hated his mother so bad that it overtook his brain, it infected him, and he just wanted to kill old women. I'm not buying that. Yeah. Because he was stealing money from them and he was spending it all on fucking video poker. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah. He had a gambling addiction. He did, man. <laughs> She'll take you to a wild place. <laughs> Prosecutors maintain that Glover was well aware of his actions, which I which I side with. When he killed these women, he was also planning what to do with their money, and he also took time to clean the hammer with acid every time. Johnny, uh, John Wayne Glover was impotent and had no interest in sex. Damn, that would suck. That would suck. Dude. I'd give him my dick. <laughs> Not me. I'm keeping my dick. <laughs> I'm going to need my dick tonight, hopefully. Same. Yeah. Let's to- use our dicks together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to fit our dick in the other dick. <laughs> Chinese fucking dick trap. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So tying the pantyhose so tightly around the victim's neck was to make sure they were dead at the same time, trying to trick the police into thinking that this was the work of a sexually motivated killer. The judge saw straight through all this bullshit and found John Wayne Glover guilty and sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of ever getting out. Good. John Wayne Glover was imprisoned at Lithgow Lithgow Prison, where he was held in a maximum security prison cell. 
In May 2005, John Wayne Glover collapsed in his cell and was placed on suicide watch after telling prison officers, quote, I've had enough. I want to kill myself. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I'll tell you from my prison experience, anytime you're an inmate who is having a very difficult time, you would do something called checking in Mm -hmm. where you would go to the prison guards in your cell block and you'd say, I want to kill myself, even though you weren't suicidal. But at that point, they remove you from general population. They would have to take you to a 24 hour, um, uh, what do they call it? The suicide cell. Yeah, yeah, just observation. They put you in a suicide <clears throat> smock, which is like a cardboard dress you would wear that you could not hang yourself with. You cannot hang yourself with. It's all fucking Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> Good and luck. And they'd set some fucking fat, dumb guard outside your cell. Yep. And you'd be watched 24 hours a day, seven days a week until you were no longer suicidal. He was examined by a mental health review team and monitored by closed circuit television. He was also given medical examinations as a follow-up to the two-year... Uh, to the two cancer surgeries that he'd undergone the year prior. He just let that motherfucker die. Right, exactly. But uh, just a few months later, on September 10th, 2005, John Wayne Glover was found dead in his cell at Lithgow Maximum Security Prison Cell and pronounced dead at 1.25 p.m. The 72-year-old serial killer was confirmed to have hanged himself. In a very cryptic picture that he drew... Days before he killed himself, he handed his last outside visitor a sketch of a park. Glover pointed out two pine trees in the image. In the middle of the right pine tree, the number nine could be be seen between leaves and branches. The number nine is said to either represent the total number of murders or the number of unsolved murders committed by John Wayne Glover, which are still Hmm. uh, unsolved to this day. Damn. Yep. And that's the story of the the granny killer, John Wayne Glover. So the search engine I've been using recently, I know I told you guys I like to use um, DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of went to the wayside. It doesn't bring back good shit anymore. But the website, the search engine Yandex, Y-A-N-D-E-X, it brings back all kinds of really fucking cool stories. Good search results if you're looking for information, say, about a Clinton body count or Epstein Island, anything like that where Google says, no, 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 we don't want you to know the truth. We're not going to give you those search results. You can go to Yandex.com, type in your search results, and they'll bring that shit right back for you. Hell yeah, nice. Fun, nice. fun stuff. So now we're going to play our fabled game, the old How Big Was It? <laughs> Where you have to tell me how big you think John Wayne Glover's dick was. Uh, tiny. tiny? <laughs> that, that, that fucker was pathetic. It's probably just a head. <laughs> However long a head is. Half My an next inch. question is, what's wrong with that? I, I'm not saying. I mean, nothing wrong. With nothing. That. Nothing's wrong with it if it can get bigger than that, but it physically couldn't. So yeah. What if it was more normal for guys to not have hard dicks? What if we just walked around with hard dicks all day? Mm-hmm. And it was more normal for us to have hard peepees than it was to have a soft dick. I don't know. That'd be, I mean, there are some people that like, you know, that they are showers and their dick just gets hard, but it doesn't grow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of envious of that. Cause if, I'm, it's very deceiving. And the, another cool thing is 
if you could have any superpower, would you pick to be able to see everyone naked? Probably because I'm a perv. <laughs> but then, okay. For for guys that, you know, kind of alpha males and shit mm-hmm. that had really small dicks, would you call yeah. them out on it? If you knew if someone was being annoying alpha? Well. Like, listen, buddy, I see your four inch dick. <laughs> I, that's one of those things where it's, I mean, if if it was a situation where, you know, everybody was erect at all times, then yeah, I mean, but it, you, you can't judge a dick by its limpness. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a book by the cover, but a dick by the limpness. And I will say, when you, if you want to make, if you want to make fun of somebody, mm-hmm. you say they got a two or three inch dick. Yeah. If you make fun of somebody for having a four inch dick, if somebody has a flaccid dick that is a full solid four inches. That's a good dick. When that thing grows up, that's not a bad yeah. sized dick. No, that's that's a good dick. It's a pretty average, above average dick. Yeah. But, you know, when you start to get into scary motherfuckers like Brickzilla, mm-hmm. who's swinging 11 inches cold. Yeah, and that's just, that's just in his pants all fucking day long. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uncomfortable. That's, yeah. And, you know, when I interviewed Brickzilla, I really wish I would have asked him, do you just wish you could have a regular sized dick for a day? Because... He's one of the only people we follow on Twitter. So anytime it's, I get yeah. on Twitter, it's just Brickzilla's <laughs> videos. Yeah. And I've yet to see a woman go past the head of his dick, giving him a blowjob. Right. And we all know that like the base of your dick is where it feels the best. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, just like when I'm having, when I'm engaging in just marital affairs with my wife. <laughs> yeah. The head of my dick is just too sensitive. Like, really? Yeah, it's way is yeah. very sensitive. Mine's mine's not so much. It's more so the the trunk of it. <laughs> Afterwards, like after after we're done, the the head is just untouchable. Really? If the sheets graze it, I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start yapping. Yeah, I do. When yapping. I'm when I'm like whenever she goes to clean herself out, and I'm trying to find a hiding spot in the bedroom. Yeah. If you know a dresser or a table grazes my dick, I'll scream. <laughs> And I'll blow my cover. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. fuck. My wiener. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. Right. Yours doesn't get, like, super crazy sensitive after you go? Uh, I mean, it... So, right after... Right after I shoot my Magoo... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just get... It, it's it's really sensitive. It's more like it it tickles. So I, I, I won't be i won't be able to come and power through it and try to come again i can't i just can't fucking do that you just got the wrong you got the wrong person in there yeah. with you that's all that is yeah. i'll show you how that's done because like i'll be sitting there i'll be fucking trying to go out i'm like oh god oh fuck like this kind of feels this this tickles this feels weird i don't like it yeah i gotta give give myself a fucking some time to eat and maybe maybe get a nap and then i'm good after that but yeah every time you talk about having sex i think about you making like a fucking garfield sandwich in the kitchen after you're done dude it's fucking gnarly man (laughs) you you were not recording you talk about eating afterwards dude it's it literally if i if i fucking come dude i immediately get hungry 
don't know, I don't know what it is. I'm a fucking weirdo, oh, man. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, maybe it's it's like it's like a cigarette, like a post post sex cigarette, like that people it. always talk about. Mine is like just a fucking snack. I like to go get me some Oreos or fucking make me a sandwich. Oh, I just picture you making pizza. a Stouffer's lasagna. <laughs> Cheating the whole thing. Putting the oven on 425, <laughs> waiting for it to preheat with a yeah, man. half flaccid, creamy dick. I'll tell you what, they do. That food tastes so fucking good afterwards. It like unlocks your taste buds, man. What about like a big old cold glass of water when you're done? That's good. That's too. really good. Or yeah. like a ice cold Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Just glug, glug, glug. Yeah. But I don't dabble in that because I'm busy hiding from her. <laughs> fucking ready to spring on her. She had this weird idea for, I don't know she did it but we got like ugly brown veneer colored closet doors mm-hmm. and she decided she didn't want them anymore so i took them off and i threw them on the street yeah and then we just got a big fucking empty hole in our our bedroom just <laughs> right. where our closet is yeah so then she bought a curtain rod and she hung up like white sheens like cl- like white i don't even know what you call them they're like yeah. curtains but sure. she's they cover up the closet that's a good hiding spot that's I'm, yeah i'm Sounds like an interview it. with the vampire when I'm standing in there. Yeah. It's, I look crazy. I saw she wants to sell her cups. Holy fuck. What, what brought that epiphany around? Yeah. So for no cabinet space anymore <laughs> for the past several years, my <laughs> wife will wake up at 5 a.m. and go to Starbucks on the day they release their new cups. And I think last count, she's got around 100 Starbucks cups. Crazy, dude. I can take you up there. There's fucking Starbucks cups falling out of <laughs> Every every available storage space we have in this house, yeah. there's Starbucks cups falling out. And just all of a sudden, one day, she said, I think I want to sell my cups. And I said, you legitimately have thousands of dollars worth of Starbucks cups. Yeah. Why now? Why did you waste all this money buying these goddamn mm-hmm. things? And it became an addiction for, the, for a while. Now she wants to sell them. She needs to make sure she keeps the ones that she's going to be sad if they go. I, I, I told her, I said... You should probably keep a half a dozen of them. Yeah. Just the, you know, there's ones that I've bought her for her birthday yeah, and yeah. ones we've got at Disney. Keep those. Right. The other ones. Nobody needs that many. You're not going to use all those cups. It's just, I hate using them. Yeah. When I, when I, when I want to drink, I go get me a, uh, just a, I want a big glass. Yeah. Just a big fucking cup without the, the treads on the, the, the mm-hmm. threads on the inside of it. Right. And these Starbucks cups are the only cups we have. Yeah. So when I want to pour me a big old glass of orange juice after I just got done dicking her down <laughs> real fucking good. Yeah. I got to dump in a Starbucks cup with uh, threads on the inside of it. And it makes it, you don't get to swallow it like you want to swallow it. Right. So I've got one cup up there that I hide and I always just got, a, I got it at Rural King. It's got a Viking fucking helmet on it and shit. Nice. Nice. Uh, it looks like a, it looks like a Yeti. Okay. It's a big a metal one yeah 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 and i fill it up full of ice yeah full of whatever i'm drinking that's what we we have like a i bought her this um cup for meyer it's like a big metal insulated glass that has like yeah, it's got like it office is. the office stuff all around it and um i'll fill it up before bed get some ice and some water and that bitch the next day i'll come back and it still has ice in it yeah they're good and it's so fucking good it's so like those you put ice in it in 20 minutes they're melted like those plastic cups they don't fucking withstand the temperatures man all them starbucks cups all have lids and straws yeah and i showed my kids that trick where you can stick a straw in your armpit and blow into it Uh uh-huh and you blow out really gnarly farts yeah i think i sent you some videos you did yeah pretty powerful farts that come out of there Mm -hmm. you guys 
Maybe I'll put up some videos of me doing it in the that'd be like, fun. In the closed group. Yeah. So everyone can see it. We need we needed to do where we like uh, we need to connect like three or four straws together and put it between our thighs. <laughs> see our, if that works. In our ass. In our ass, yeah. So if we can do fart inception. <laughs> in your taint, so your balls fart. <laughs> you blow a fart into a fart. Oh yeah, man. All right. Cool guys. Well, I All appreciate right. you tuning in. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Come check us out in Detroit. August 19th. What about a cruise? September oh, 2024. Shit. Don't forget about that. I cannot fucking wait for that. I wish it was this year. I know, dude. I'm so excited. I'm kind of bummed that we weren't doing one this year, but... I hope we can stick together that long, that much longer. Oh, I ain't going nowhere, my friend. I had a dream we broke up the other night. Yeah? And it was um, it was something stupid. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to meet at uh, an apple orchard. Oh, that's fucking hot. That's cute. Because we were going... Uh, we're getting apples. Okay. And you didn't show up. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, where are you at? And you said, I don't feel like doing it. And I said, why didn't you tell me before I came to this apple orchard? <laughs> and you said, well, I didn't think about it. And I text you back. I said, well, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. And you were like, LOLO. And I said, I'm fucking serious, dude. I don't want to do this anymore. But I did get some apples, though. Okay, good. Some good. Cosmos and some Honeycrisps. Yeah, I, th- I think if you you know, if, if you know, were to desert me at an apple orchard, I think I would be pretty fucking pissed, too. So that's understandable. <laughs> I was mad. They had fucking... It was, it was a typical Nick dream. There was people yeah. riding camels and shit. Oh, and, that's uh, fucking cool, man. There was a guy selling vacuum cleaners in the parking lot. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I would have been really mad if I'd have missed that. <laughs> My dreams are so weird. That's fucking fun. Yeah. Oh, man. You got time for a Zoom real quick? Um, Yeah, quick one. We'll make it quick. Yeah. Make it 15, 20 minutes. That works. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Love Bye. you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.